Yeah. This be a life, no gimmick. And we are back. Welcome back, everybody, to the Triple S Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Smith, here. And uh, today we're going to be getting into yet another uh, NFL mock draft. We're just doing round one once again. And um, this one, I mean, we did one before, as I just mentioned, so this will be the second time around. Uh, But what I like a lot more about what I've done this time is that we're a lot more informed now. So as you know, the Combine has recently taken place. There's been a lot of pro days. Uh, we've gotten a lot of news on key players' injuries like Tua Tagovailoa. So we, we are a lot more advanced in where our knowledge is in terms of these prospects. We have a lot more data on them. So I was able to create what I think is a more accurate mock draft of what we'll see uh, on April 23rd. So very, very soon we're coming up to that date. I'm getting very excited. Uh, I'm glad that the coronavirus wasn't able to shut down the draft. Uh, it's going to be done entirely virtually if you have not already heard that. So it'll be a very unique draft, and I'm excited nonetheless. So one other thing I want to mention about this mock draft is that um, one other change I decided to make was to make no trades. Um, it's not realistic. I will be the first to admit it. There's no way that we'll have the first round of this NFL draft with no trades, but I just wanted to change it up. I've seen some mocks that I've done without trades and some with trades, and I just thought it was a little interesting because there's so many different trades that could happen that I feel like if you even entertain them, uh, it can become a little bit less realistic just because there's so many different trades that can happen. Teams can trade various picks for various players and, and whatnot. So we went first round, no trades for this mock draft. And with that being said, let's get right into it. First pick, we have the Cincinnati Bengals on the clock. With the first pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Cincinnati Bengals select Joe Burrow. Uh, This is one that's not going to change from our mock draft 1.0. Cincinnati still holds a number one pick, and uh, they still need that quarterback of the future. Joe Burrow is that guy. So we're going to move right ahead to number two. We have the Washington Redskins on the clock. With the second pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, The Washington Redskins select Chase Young, defensive end out of Ohio State University. Uh, Another one that's not going to change from our first to our second mock draft. Chase Young is still that guy. And uh, one thing, I'll I'll, I'll always like to admit when when I'm wrong on something. And one thing that I'd like to admit I was wrong on is uh, near the end of this past year, in my in the first mock draft, if you if you watch that episode. I did knock Chase Young's finish to his 2019-2020 campaign um, where he, he admittedly, he was not the same player in terms of uh, what he put up on the stat sheet. He didn't have as many sacks, as many forced fumbles and stuff like that, but he was still getting pressures. He was still getting quarterback hits. He was still a dominant player, Um, but what happens when you're a player of that caliber, like look at players like Khalil Mack, you're going to get doubled almost every play, so his sack production did go down, but he was demanding double teams, which frees up his other uh, defensive linemen and pass rushers. And on top of that, uh, he was getting pressure and making an impact on the game in other ways. So Chase Young goes number two to the Washington Redskins. And now we move on to number three, where we had a trade in our initial mock draft, but as I said, no trades. So the Detroit Lions will pick at three with this pick. 
And I think they will do that in real life, but with the number three pick, the Detroit Lions. With the third pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Detroit Lions select Jeff Okuda, cornerback out of The Ohio State University. So as I said, um, no trades in this mock draft in particular. And this is the same pick that the Detroit Lions had in my initial mock draft, but they traded back to, I believe it was seven, and were still able to get Akuda. The reason that I have a strong belief that this will happen in real life, that they won't actually end up trading out of number three, is that since my initial mock draft, one major uh, development that happened was the trading of, of Darius Slay to the Eagles. So what that does is it just insinuates your need at corner if you're the Detroit Lions, where before you have Darius Slay on your roster, a lot of people still had them picking um, Akuda. But if you didn't get Akuda, there was other players like Isaiah Simmons, where if you got him, it's still a win, a big win. Without Darius Slay on your roster, though, if you leave that first round with anything but Jeff Akuda, I mean, there's going to be a lot of Detroit Lions fans. If you ask me, if I was a Detroit Lions fan, I'd be like, man... We traded away Darius Slay. We have a three, a number three overall pick, and there is a absolute generational talent at corner there. There's no way we should not be getting this guy, and you don't get him. That would be uh, pretty disappointing if I was a Detroit Lions fan. So we have the Detroit Lions taking Jeff Akuda at three, and we're going to move on to number four. We have the New York Giants on the clock. With the fourth pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the New York Giants select Isaiah Simmons, linebacker out of Clemson. Um, I was high on Isaiah Simmons when I did my first mock draft. I've just gone higher on him since uh, that mock draft. I'm a big fan of what he brings to the table. Uh, I honestly was unaware of how versatile he was. I knew that he was a, a very good linebacker and he could play some strong safety. I had no idea that he could play as well on the back end as he could. Uh, mix that in with his ability to blitz, his ability to cover tight ends, even cover some receivers. I, I think he's a premier talent, and the New York Giants, hes to me, he's, he's kind of a can't-miss talent um, up in that top five. Him and Chase Young, to me, kind of strike me as the can't-misses. Uh, I think that those guys are going to be solid generational talents no matter what, and uh, the New York Giants get really lucky here, and they get Isaiah Simmons, number four overall. Now we move on to my team, the Miami Dolphins, picking at number five. With the fifth pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Miami Dolphins select Tua Tagovailoa, quarterback out of Alabama. And for all of my Miami Dolphins, my fellow Miami Dolphins fans, the wait is over. We've got our guy, hopefully, hopefully. And I say hopefully because there is still that little worry with Tua about his injuries. But nonetheless, he's an amazing quarterback prospect. Uh, he makes all the throws. And uh, we just got to witness his pro day. So if you haven't checked out his pro day, you can go on NFL and see his best throws there or YouTube. Uh, just Google Tua Tagovailoa pro day. He threw the ball really well. He looked really good. Um, I don't think any of that is, is where people find issue. It's more so they're going to ask the question, okay, what about when he gets hit? What about when he's got to go through a game? And uh, he's standing in the pocket, and he's standing in there, and he's making the throw, but he's getting popped. And then he's got to get up, call the next play, and do it again. How is he going to hold up? And that question, we don't know. We won't know until he gets into the league. But 
for the moment, Miami Dolphins fans, and myself included, would be excited if we land to a tug of Valoa with the fifth overall pick. And now we're going to move on to pick number six. The LA Chargers are on the clock. With the sixth pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the LA Chargers select Justin Herbert, quarterback out of Oregon. Uh, this one is going to stay the same as in our Mock Draft 1.0 minus the trade-up uh, for the LA Chargers. They still need a quarterback of the future. I know that they're, they've are they said that they're going to roll with Tyrod Taylor for this year, but we've seen Tyrod Taylor be dethroned by another rookie just a few years back in Baker Mayfield, so I wouldn't put it past the same or similar situation happening uh, in LA this year. They've just gotten rid of Phillip Rivers. Um, they sent him off to um, the Colts. We'll see, I don't know how that's going to go. We'll see how it goes. But uh, nonetheless, I think the LA Chargers would be silly here to not grab their quarterback of the future in Justin Herbert, and we'll see how he does. I still have my doubts about Herbert, but um, at the end of the day, he has a, a high ceiling, I believe. So we'll see, we'll see how it goes for the LA Chargers with Justin Herbert. Moving on to number seven, we have the Carolina Panthers on the clock. With the seventh pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Carolina Panthers select Derek Brown, defensive tackle out of Auburn. Uh, and Derek Brown, man, he's another one that's been growing on me. Um, again, as I as I mentioned as in my first uh, mock draft, I'll be honest, did not watch a lot of Derek Brown tape. But as this kind of draft process has rolled along, uh, you can't you can't miss him. You put on the tape and and it's dynamite. A guy that big that can move that quickly and is that good with his hands, um, it's hard to see him not being a success in the NFL. It, it's really hard to see that. Uh, so I think that the Carolina Panthers, they, they don't really need to address the quarterback position for the time being, seeing as though they're going to roll forward with Teddy Bridgewater that they've acquired now. Um, so I think that what they what they would want to do here is, I, I don't necessarily de-tackle as their biggest need, but Derek Brown is by far at this point in the draft the best player available. So I think taking him makes the most sense. Um, if they pick, let's say, in the between 10 to 14 range, I could have seen them taking a receiver, maybe a Jerry Judy or CD Lamb, to pair with Teddy Bridgewater and give him that weapon. But I think seven is a little rich for those guys. So uh, we're going to go with Derek Brown here out of Auburn, the defensive tackle at seven for the Carolina Panthers. And now we move on to pick number eight. We have the Arizona Cardinals on the clock. With the eighth pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Arizona Cardinals select Jedrick Wills, right tackle out of Alabama. Uh, so this is a pick that's very different from our first mock draft. In our first mock draft, Arizona at eight took C.D. Lamb, uh, the reuniting of C.D. Lamb with Kyler Murray, his college quarterback. Uh, I think that would have been dynamite, but as we all know, that is no longer necessarily a uh, necessity for the Arizona Cardinals, seeing that they picked up uh, none other than DeAndre Hopkins uh, through the free agency and trades. Uh, they traded away um, not too much. They didn't have to give up too much. He traded away David Johnson, uh, a fourth-round pick, and I believe a second-round pick to get D-Hop and a fourth-round pick. So big win for the Arizona Cardinals, and they can go on to address other needs that they have, one of them being the offensive line. We had a lot of Kyler Murray running around, 
last year, which I know a little bit of that is part of his kind of play style. But at the same time, you'd love to have him have a nice anchor at one of those tackle spots, give him a bit more time in the pocket, and we'll see what he could do with more time and obviously an improved weaponry, seeing as though you added uh, DeAndre Hopkins. So very excited to see what uh, Arizona does. They add Jedrick Wills, and we're moving on to pick nine. Jacksonville is on the clock. With the ninth pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Jacksonville Jaguars select Makai Becton, offensive tackle out of Louisville. Uh, Makai Becton is a guy who, he, he's rise a little bit from when I did my mock draft 1.0. And as, as I said at the beginning, a lot of guys are going to have moved up or moved down. I think there's some guys that I have fell out of my first round from 1.0. And there's some new guys. Some guys moved up, some guys moved down. Makai Becton's a guy that moved up. And uh, it's got everything to do with the way he tested at the Combine. He tested like a monster, a physical freak. So uh, I think that he's going to be a good prospect in the NFL and a big upgrade from Cam Robinson for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And, you know, adding a better left tackle is always going to improve your roster. That is, for the most part, I mean, the center is usually looked at as the anchor of the offensive line. But the left tackle is just that guy that's protecting the quarterback's blind side. He's widely viewed as the most important offensive lineman. And uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars get their guy here. And now we move on to pick number 10. The Cleveland Browns are on the clock. With the 10th pick of the 2020 NFL Draft, the Cleveland Browns select Andrew Thomas, uh, offensive tackle out of Georgia. So this is a three-peat, three-in-a-row offensive tackles. And... I mocked Andrew Thomas, I think, a little too high in my first mock draft. I had him going number five overall to the Miami Dolphins. Um, and just since, you know, seeing how things have shaked out with uh, the combine, <clears throat> excuse me, and whatnot, uh, pro days, I think that drafting Andrew Thomas at five would be a little irresponsible with the top tier talent, that top group of guys. Andrew Thomas is definitely an elite uh, prospect at left tackle, and Cleveland's going to be happy to get him at 10. But I don't think that he merits that kind of top five grade that I kind of put on him initially. So they'd get him at 10, the Cleveland Browns do. And we're moving on to pick 11. Uh, The New York Jets are on the clock. With the 11th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the New York Giants select C.D. Lamb, wide receiver out of Oklahoma. And we have our first wide receiver taken off the board And it's a guy who I still think is the best receiver in the draft, uh, C.D. Lamb. And uh, I'm not sure if I mentioned this in the first video, my first mock draft, but if if anyone's wondering uh, why I put C.D. Lamb above Jerry Judy, uh, the main reason being is that uh, while I would give Jerry Judy the slight edge in route running, I would give C.D. Lamb a bigger edge in run after the catch and ability to score uh, when when they have the ball in their hands, it's it's uncanny the way that C.D. Lamb is able to kind of break tackles, make guys miss on those kind of long touchdowns. You see it so many times, and it's not to say that Jerry Judy doesn't have long touchdowns. When he does, though, it's it's more so maybe like a long post where he just gets in behind everyone. I see a lot of of C.D. Lamb being able to make guys miss, break tackles, and score on plays where. You normally wouldn't expect him to score. And I think that that brings another dynamic to an offense and uh, being able to throw a shorter route that could go all the way. 
So I think that C.D. Land to the Jets makes a lot of sense. Uh, he'll still be on the board here now because Arizona will not take him at 8. Uh, if they take him at 8, I think that would be kind of fun, but I just don't see it being responsible on their part. So C.D. Lamb is there at 11. The Jets take him. And we're on to number 12, the Las Vegas Raiders with the first of two first-round picks that they have in this year's NFL Draft. With the 12th pick of the 2020 NFL Draft, the Las Vegas Raiders select Javon Kinlaw, defensive tackle out of Southern Carolina. Uh, Kinlaw is another guy that I'm really big on. Um, I, he doesn't really get kind of the hype that a player like like Derek Brown or uh, some of the other some of the other players at different positions get. But nonetheless, he is a great prospect. Uh, he moves extremely well. When you look at him. Um, not around another player, just his kind of composition. You would think that he's a defensive end, but then you see him beside a defensive end and he towers over them. He's just bigger, uh, he's stronger, and in, in some cases even faster than a lot of defensive ends are. Uh, I think that he's going to be a definitely a sleeper in terms of first-round talents that could be big-time players that no one really had a lot, a lot of hype around coming out. Uh, so look for Javon Kinlaw to be a absolute stud for the Vegas Raiders moving forward at pick 12 from South Carolina. And now we go to pick 13, another new one because initially the Indianapolis Colts own this pick, but they traded it to the San Francisco 49ers in exchange for DeForest Buckner. So a, another big time trade. So San Francisco, not Indianapolis, is on the clock now at 13. With the 13th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the San Francisco 49ers select Jerry Judy, wide receiver out of Alabama. Uh, so this one makes a lot of sense for me. Uh, if you're San Francisco, yes, you just lost to Forrest Buckner, who is a defensive tackle. Um, played a little bit of end as well. Just a, a versatile defensive lineman. But with the state of your offense, I mean, your defense is, is, is viewed as the strong point of your team. And not just viewed as, it is the strong point of your team, I should... And so being being that the defense is a strong point of your team, because you lost a defensive player, I mean, you it would be nice to replace that player. But when your offense is in such need, I think that going offense makes more sense. And let's not forget that they lost Emmanuel Sanders uh, in free agency to the New Orleans Saints. So replacing him is also going to be paramount because he was a big time target for Jimmy Garoppolo down the stretch. So adding Jerry Judy here makes just too much sense to pass up on. And we're moving on to pick 14. Uh, we have the Tom Brady-led now Tampa Bay Buccaneers picking at 14. And that's another new thing since we did 1.0. So that kind of changes how they pick here, as you'll see. So we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on the clock. With the 14th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers select Tristan Wirfs, right tackle out of Iowa. So I think that this pick makes a lot of sense because if you're the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you have the weapons. You have Chris Godwin. You have um, Mike Evans as well. Uh, you, you definitely have the weapons. Their defense, to me, I think that that defense gets slept on. They have a lot of good players like Shaquille Barrett on their roster. They could kind of use a corner here. A corner would help, but I think that adding a, a tackle for, for for allowing Tom Brady to have more time in the pocket to use those deep targets is going to be huge. 
Uh, I think that he'll be happy with that pick as, as a quarterback. I know that he wanted some kind of control over the way that the team is run. I think that this would be definitely a Brady-friendly move. So I think that it makes sense for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at 14 to pick Tristan Wirfs, another guy who tested ridiculously well at the Combine. He, I think he ran a 4.81 at his size, which is just crazy. Um, so we'd like to see what he can do for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the NFL. And now at 15, we have the Denver Broncos selecting. With the 15th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Denver Broncos select Kenneth Murray, linebacker out of Oklahoma. Uh, this is a pick that I don't, in my honest opinion, it probably won't happen in real life. Uh, I think that the, the linebacker position is definitely a position of need for the Denver Broncos. Uh, that's a position that they can use some help at. Um, but the thing that I... The thing I see stopping this pick from really happening is that I don't think that Kenneth Murray is viewed as highly um, on a lot of other teams' draft boards as he is on For Say Mine. I've, I've watched a lot of Oklahoma games because I'm a big fan of Jalen Hurts. Neville Gallimore also plays for Oklahoma. So watching Oklahoma games is, is just kind of second nature for me. They're, I would definitely say they're my team in the Big 12. Um, so watched a lot of Kenneth Murray and it extremely impressed every single time I see him on the field. I don't really see him ever really make mistakes. And maybe that's just me not being well-versed enough at watching linebackers. But he always seems to be around the ball. I never really see him missing tackles. I'm really high on Kenneth Murray. So I think that adding him into the middle of that defense, where you already have Vaughn Miller and you have Justin Simmons on the back end, I think that that makes that defense very scary. You have a, a definitely a premier player on each of the three levels. So I think that that's going to be a huge addition for them at 15. So we're moving on to 16, where we have the new look. So another new thing, the Atlanta Falcons have released new uh, uniforms. So the new look Atlanta Falcons at number 16. And uh, let me know in the comments what you think of the Atlanta Falcons new jerseys. I like the black one that fades into red, or it might be red that fades into black, I can't remember. The other ones, eh, I could do without those, but I like the one that fades. Let me know what you think in the comments about the Atlanta Falcons new jerseys. With the 16th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Atlanta Falcons select Clavon Chazon, edge rusher out of LSU. And I really like this pick because the Atlanta Falcons just lost Vic Beasley. Um, he wasn't as productive, clearly. Clearly was not as productive uh, in the past two years as he was in the previous year where the Atlanta Falcons went to the Super Bowl. But uh, losing him still leaves a void. So adding Clavon Chazon, another edge rusher out of LSU, I think is going to be a nice addition. Uh, he's definitely a guy that can get after the passer. And anytime, you, anytime I see an LSU player that has number 7 on or number 18 on, which are kind of the two sacred numbers at LSU, uh, I'm definitely paying attention to that player. And when you watch a lot of LSU games, you see that 18, which was Clavon Chazon. You see that 7, which is Grant Delpit this year. And I'll, I'll get to him in a second, but... Um, you always kind of look for those players to put on a show, and Clayvon Chiazon definitely did do that this year. So now we move on to pick 17. The Dallas Cowboys are on the clock. With the 17th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Dallas Cowboys select C.J. Henderson, corner out of Florida. Uh, C.J. Henderson, for me, is a guy that's kind of rising 
I'm a little higher on him now than I was when I did my first mock draft. Uh, watching his tape again and really seeing his ball skills and his ability to be sticky uh, in man coverage and his ability to play the ball at the high point and also just playing the ball in general. Uh, I'm definitely high on C.J. Henderson, and Dallas is a team that could use help at corner. They, they don't really have an elite guy at the cornerback position, and seeing as though they just lost Byron Jones to my Miami Dolphins. So I think filling that void that they just lost with a young corner who can play man coverage is, uh, is definitely going to be a big help for them moving forward for their franchise. And now at 18, the Miami Dolphins are back on the clock with the second of three first-round draft picks. With the 18th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Miami Dolphins select Xavier McKinley, or sorry, McKinney, safety out of Alabama. Now, the Miami Dolphins are obviously a team with a lot of holes, safety being one of them. So I think getting Xavier McKinney here is a huge pickup. And um, as I was mentioning, so I wanted to talk a little bit about Grant Delpit here as well. Because I'd said uh, earlier at pick 16, talking about Clavon Chazon, that I wanted to talk about Grant Delpit as well. So as I was saying, I was talking about the number 7 in the 18 at LSU, how it's such a sacred tradition. And to be honest, I feel like this year Grant Delpit kind of let down uh, a lot of the hype that is carried with that number 7. He played the ball so-so. I think he had two picks this year. Uh, but the biggest issue I had with him is his missed tackles. He missed so many tackles. And for a guy that looks like he should be a sure tackler, and he he just looks like he should be kind of that Derwin James kind of player, can play in the box, can tackle, can also cover, He's he looks like he's kind of missing that tackling aspect. So, spoiler alert, he fell out of my first round here. And bef- doing a lot of research, I... When I was looking at who to pick at 18 here and who to pick for safety needy teams, I couldn't put I couldn't bring myself to putting a first round grade on Grant Delpit just because he's such a liability tackling wise. I mean, it, I don't know if he just had a down year and maybe it's something that he's going to work on. But as it stands, I could not bring myself to put a first round grade on him. So right here with the first safety off the board we have is Xavier McKinney out of Alabama at 18 to the Miami Dolphins. So now pick 19, we have the second uh, Las Vegas Raiders pick in the first round. Here we go. With the 19th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Las Vegas Raiders select Jordan Love, quarterback out of Utah State. Um, Jordan Love, for me, he fell a little bit since my first mock draft. Part of that is because the Indianapolis Colts no longer owned the 13th pick. Um, But also just doing a little bit more research on him. Uh, I mean, I, I wasn't I wasn't super high on him to begin with, but I, I've kind of grown to appreciate his struggle a little bit, if I'm being honest, because uh, one of the terms that one of my friends used when describing him was that he was playing hero ball this past year. So hero ball in that he's he's the guy, of course. He's the quarterback of the team, and he his supporting cast was not really all there. Uh, So him having to try and do a lot of it himself, try and be the hero, led to a lot of turnovers, maybe throwing to receivers who weren't able to make a play, so DBs made the play and got interceptions. So to not look too much into that high interception number and to look more into the fact that he's going to have better weapons at the next level, he's going to have better coaching, he has an amazing arm talent, so he has a high ceiling. So I think that um, 
John Gruden's going to be enamored by the prospect that Jordan Love is, and he's going to pick him up here at pick 19. And we're going to move forward now to number 20. The Jacksonville Jaguars are on the clock with their second of two first-round draft picks. With the 20th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Jacksonville Jaguars select Chris Fulton, corner out of LSU. So in my first mock draft, I had Chris Fulton mocked ahead of C.J. Henderson. But as I said, when you get the combine and you get more time to do research, things change. One of those changes is me flipping Chris Fulton to three and uh, C.J. Henderson up to two. I just think that Henderson brings a little bit more to the table uh, as a cornerback prospect. But nonetheless, the Jacksonville Jaguars will be very happy to get the player they hope can replace Jalen Ramsey that they lost uh, a couple seasons ago, or sorry, last season. Um, And they get Christian Fulton out of LSU, a player that can play press, can play off. Uh, He's shown that he can be a successful corner against high-level talent, so we'll see if he can bring that talent to the NFL for the Jacksonville Jaguars. So now pick number 21, I had a little bit of trouble here, but we're going to have the Philadelphia Eagles at pick 21 picking. With the 21st pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Philadelphia Eagles select Trayvon Diggs, corner out of Alabama. So as I said, I had a little bit of trouble with this pick, and the reason was I wasn't quite sure whether I should pick Trevon Diggs here, the corner out of Alabama, which I think addresses a bigger need, bigger area of need for the um, corner-needy Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, they, they did pick up Darius Slay, which helps big time. But when you look at the other side, I mean, they've, they've moved that, um, they moved Jalen Mills over to play safety now. Uh, they're moving on from Ronald Darby. So literally the other side, I mean, Rasul Douglas might be there. They I'm not quite sure what they're going to do with that second corner spot. So I think adding Trevon Diggs puts a, a battle-tested corner in that he played in the SEC. That's why I say battle-tested. Uh, you're playing against the best talent in the SEC. So adding him to a division where you're going to have to play against Amari Cooper twice a year is going to be a big-time add. And um, the, the, the player that I was torn between picking here for the Eagles was Trevon Diggs and Henry Ruggs, who is still on the board. Uh, the Eagles are in need of kind of young receiver talent. They have an older receiver room with Alshon Jeffrey, and uh, they also have Deshaun Jackson. So I think that adding young receiver talent is also going to be paramount for them. My reason for not taking rugs here is because, as most of you know, the receiver draft this year is so deep that I think that they'll be able to get a very good talent with that second round pick that they have uh, for a receiver. I think that the drop-off is less for receivers than it is for corners. If they were to draft a receiver now and wait for a corner, I think that they would struggle to find a starting caliber corner in that second round. So now we're going to move on to pick 22, and uh, we have the Minnesota Vikings on the clock. With the 22nd pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Minnesota Vikings select Henry Ruggs. There he goes. Uh, wide receiver out of Alabama, so he didn't last long after the Philadelphia Eagles passed on him. Um, uh, the Minnesota Vikings pick him up right afterwards. They're a team that just lost Stephon Diggs in a trade to the Buffalo Bills, which is actually the pick that they've acquired for this draft pick. They got 22 from Buffalo for Stephon Diggs. I think they also got a fifth-round pick. 
So they use that pick to replace Stephon Diggs outright, and they get Henry Ruggs, a guy who can flat out run. Uh, there was some debate before the draft as to whether he would beat the uh, the uh, the new 40-yard dash record time by John Ross of 4 uh, If you didn't keep up with the combine, I'll just let you know he didn't beat it. He ran a 4 which was still the fastest combine time and still ridiculously fast. So he's, he's a guy who could definitely run. I think he scored something crazy at Alabama. Like every fourth catch he had was a touchdown. I saw a stat like that. So he'll bring, he'll bring a, a really good impact to the Minnesota Vikings, a team that's going to need a replacement for Stephon Diggs now that he's in Buffalo. So now we move on to the New England Patriots at number 23, who now are Tom Brady-less. So what will they do at pick 23? With the 23rd pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the New England Patriots select A.J. Epinesa, edge rusher out of Iowa. So I know that a lot of people may be thinking that this is a kind of a surefire, going to be a quarterback pick here. I've even seen some people saying that New England can try and trade up for Tua Tagovailoa, or would they draft him at 23 if he was there? Let me just say, if he's there at 23, then uh, I, I think that that'd be... I think that there's a 0% chance that he's there at 23, so that's just wishful thinking. Uh, and in terms of them trading up, I just don't see that as a very Belichick and Kraft move. So I think that they're going to stay put at 23 and take the, the player that they need at that time, which I think is going to be the replacement for uh, Kyle Van Noy, who they just lost to the Miami Dolphins. When I watch AJ Epinesa's tape, um, I see him as a player that can really mold into a system. And that he can really just make plays uh, and do his job, which is New England's motto. So I think that that'll be a really good mesh. I see him having success in New England. Uh, so they get their guy here at the edge to replace Cal Van Noy, AJ Epinesa out of Iowa. So we're going to move on to pick 24 now. We have the New Orleans Saints on the clock. With the 24th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the New Orleans Saints select Justin Jefferson, wide receiver out of LSU. Uh, Justin Jefferson is a guy who was not in my initial mock draft since had a killer, and I mean killer, combine performance where he ran a 4, I believe it was 4-4-2. Uh, let me know in the comments if that's wrong, if I mess that up. But I believe it was a 4-4-2, which is a really fast time for a guy who was kind of looked at as uh, not really being a speed burner. Uh, he showed that he, he does have good speed. He can run. Um, and he, he tested well in, the, in all the catching drills, that new red zone drill. I mean, it got a lot of heat, but I, I was a big fan of it, to be honest. If you throw a tough, difficult ball to get to, whether it be high or outside or both, I think that it can show uh, a receiver's ability to contort and still get their feet down. So I like the drill, and he, he, was a very good, uh, he was a very good performer in that drill. So Justin Jefferson, I'm high on him. The New Orleans Saints get their replacement for uh, Ted Ginn here. So now we move on to pick number 25. We have the Minnesota Vikings with their own draft pick now on the clock. With the 25th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Minnesota Vikings select Jalen Johnson, corner out of Utah. Uh, Jalen Johnson, once again, we have back-to-back -back guys who were not in my initial mock draft, but they made their way into my 2.0. Uh, Jalen Johnson is another one who, I'll admit, he kind of just slipped through the cracks of my research. Um, I'll be honest, there's so many players, guys. There's so many players. 
Uh, there's so many prospects that come out of the, the college football ranks every single year. It would be impossible to do a true due diligence, but I'm doing my best. And, um, you know, I missed him in my first go around and I, I kind of caught caught wind of him now that I'm in my second go around. Watched his tape, saw his measurables, saw the PFF draft profile on him and all that stuff. And uh, honestly, just came to the conclusion that this guy is a baller. Uh, I really like him at corner. His tape to me was tremendous. Uh, I think that he's he's a guy that'll be able to go into a place like Minnesota who just lost Xavier Rhodes. So corner is a need for them. And I think that he'll be able to shine there. Uh, he he's just kind of has a swagger about him, like a confidence about him when he plays the game that with certain players, you could just kind of tell when, it, when they have that kind of it factor. And uh, they usually are successes. So uh, Jalen Johnson going at 25 here, I see a lot of potential in him. Minnesota gets their replacement for Xavier Rhodes. And now we have the Miami Dolphins with their final of three first-round picks in the 2020 NFL Draft. With the 26th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Miami Dolphins select Josh Jones, offensive tackle out of Houston. So, in my humble opinion, the Miami Dolphins cannot cannot and I do not think they will leave the first round of the NFL draft without an offensive lineman if they leave the first round of the draft without a lineman without an offensive lineman I think that'll be a travesty Um, a lot of people are saying that or sorry a lot of mocks I kind of had seen had uh, Miami taking a running back with 26 I saw some mocks that kind of like mine had them taking two at five uh, a safety at 18 and then a running back at 26 I don't think that they can afford to do that. They have two liabilities at left and right tackle. They need to address at least one of them. Uh, to me, honestly, I I wouldn't even be upset if they addressed both of them. If they took two at five, a tackle at 18, and a tackle at 26, I mean, especially with a quarterback that's a little bit on the frail side, you need to have protection for him. You're, you can't bring him into a, a place where he's not going to be well protected because it will not finish well. So the Miami Dolphins get one of their anchors. They get the left tackle, Josh Jones, out of Houston. Uh, now we move on to pick number 27. We have the uh, Seattle Seahawks. With the 27th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Seattle Seahawks select Patrick Queen, linebacker out of LSU. Uh, Patrick Queen, I'm not sure. I don't think I had him in my uh, mock draft 1.0. I may have. But uh, Patrick Queen is is a stud linebacker. Uh, I think that if you put him in that system with Bobby Wagner, uh, let him compete with Shaquem uh, Griffin to play that strong linebacker spot, I don't think he's going to dethrone Bobby Wagner right now, at least at that middle linebacker spot, or KJ Wright at the weak linebacker spot. But let him compete with uh, with Shaquem Griffin, who is currently slotted on uh, on our lads' uh, depth chart uh, as a starter at strong linebacker. I'm not sure if that's uh, if that's just for now, or if that's how that's going to be. But I think adding Patrick Queen to that linebacker room, where he'll be able to learn from KJ Wright and learn from Bobby Wagner, is going to be dynamite. Uh, his tape at LSU was off the chain. He had a really nice interception against Tua Tagovailoa this past year uh, in zone coverage where he was just a robber, undercut a uh, in a dig route, and uh, was able to return it a little bit. 
Give him maybe two, three years, I'd say maybe four years, while Bobby Wagner finishes out his amazing career at middle linebacker. And then at that point, I could see a guy like Patrick Queen just slotting into that linebacker spot. He can blitz, he can cover, uh, he can tackle. Patrick Queen is going to be a force. And if you let him learn behind Bobby Wagner for a couple of years, I think that he can be uh, one of the best we've ever seen. I'm, I'm really big on uh, Patrick Queen. So now we move on to pick number 28. Uh, Baltimore Ravens are on the clock. With the 28th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Baltimore Ravens select Zach Bond, linebacker out of Wisconsin. Uh, so this one made a lot of sense for me because if you just take a, a look at the Baltimore Ravens defense, you'll see studs at two levels. If you look at the defensive back level, you see Earl Thomas, you see Marlon Humphrey, who's emerging as one of the best corners there is. You see Marcus Peters, who is a ball hawk. Um, you look at the defensive line and the edge, and you see players like Calais Campbell. Uh, so the, to me, the one area where they're missing that kind of big-time player, that stud, is a linebacker. So you add a guy like Zach Bond, I think that he'll be able to reinforce that position for you and uh, make you a better team in the process. So now we move on to pick 29. We have the Tennessee Titans, who far exceeded expectations. No one thought they'd be picking at 29, but here they are. They had their pick. With the 29th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Tennessee Titans select A.J. Terrell, corner out of Clemson. Um, I like this pick because uh, I look at the Tennessee Titans and their cornerback group has one kind of liability if you ask me and that's Malcolm Butler I know he had the Super Bowl interception and he's had some he's had some ups and downs in his career but uh, not only is he kind of in in my opinion on the decline but I think he's also getting up there in age so getting a young corner who can have a, a little bit of time while Malcolm Butler kind of finishes that decline have a little bit of time to to uh, to learn and emerge into that kind of starting caliber I think AJ Terrell is a big pickup here for Tennessee and uh, an upgrade over the long haul over Malcolm Butler uh, to put on the other side of Logan Ryan for the cornerback group. And I think that having that as your, your defensive secondary, having A.J. Terrell, Logan Ryan, and then also having Kevin Byard on the back end, I think that that is a, a very good secondary and uh, definitely helps the Tennessee Titans get better. So now at 30, we have the Green Bay Packers on the clock, and they have their pick. With the 30th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Green Bay Packers select T. Higgins, wide receiver out of Clemson. Uh, this, to me, is a pick that um, it just kind of seems like a gadget pick, to be honest. Uh, kind of like a, an, an extra little toy for Aaron Rodgers. You look at the roster for the Green Bay Packers, and it's tough to see uh, any big-time glaring holes. So adding a receiver uh, that could potentially end up being that legit opposite side threat of Devontae Adams. They kind of have a a carousel of guys that I'd say right now kind of occupy that number two spot. Alan Lazard has, has shown flashes. Then they also have Marquez Valdez-Scantling, who, who definitely can make some plays. Um, but getting a guy who can potentially potentially be that that third player that you're really looking sorry that second receiver that you're really looking for to uh, give Aaron Rodgers some comfort in that pocket knowing that he has a proven reliable player out there I think T Higgins could be that we'll see um, but I, I think it's an, a fun pick 
and uh, let's see what Aaron Rodgers can do with a new weapon. So we're into our last two picks. At 31, we have the San Francisco 49ers, the Super Bowl losers on the clock, and they have their pick. With the 31st pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the San Francisco 49ers select Brandon Ayuk, wide receiver out of Arizona State. Uh, Brandon Ayuk is a guy that, to me, is not getting uh, not getting his, his fair share of love for the first round. Uh, I've seen some mocks with him in the first round, but I think that he, and I know he's at, he's at 31 for my mock draft, so he almost didn't make the first round, but I think that he is, is almost a lock for the first round. Uh, the skill set that he has... It's almost like a CD lamb in that after the catch, he does things that you that normal receivers don't do. Um, there's, there's some receivers that are able to to burn you, and that's definitely it has its value. And there's some receivers that are able to to make the big catch down the field, maybe at a high point. But to me, the amount of receivers that are able to turn a five yard out into a 60 yard touchdown or a tunnel screen into a 70 yard touchdown. Those players are kind of few and far between. So anytime you get a chance to pick one of those players who has shown that in college, you never know. Maybe they can show that at the pros as well. So adding Brandon Ayuk, I think, for the San Francisco 49ers is huge. Uh, I know that I had them picking a Jerry Judy at pick 13, that pick from the Colts. Um, I think that they get their their little sprinkle of C.D. Lamb with their second wide receiver off the board in the first round. Uh, it might be a little irresponsible here to to attack two receivers and not address other needs, like for maybe the defensive line where they just lost uh, DeForest Buckner. But I think that Brandon Ayuk sitting there, uh, he's definitely a big major add for the San Francisco 49ers. And uh, we're going to move on now to pick 32, the final pick of the first round in the 2020 draft. With the 32nd pick, in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs select running back DeAndre Swift out of Georgia. Uh, DeAndre almost sipped out of the first round here, but he'll be the first and only running back taken in the first round to the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, they're a team who currently employs Damian Williams, who has definitely shown his worth over the stretch, but he is getting a little bit up there in age. And uh, having more weapons is never a bad thing. Uh, if you look at the Kansas City Chiefs, their their holes are definitely not tight end, definitely not receiver. So I think that adding a running back uh, is, is a big add here. Uh, not only is, is DeAndre Swift really good with the ball in his hands, but he's also good in space as a receiver out of the backfield. So I think that he adds value there too. Not to say Damian Williams isn't. But uh, I think that Andy Reid will have a lot of fun with DeAndre Swift in his backfield at his disposal. So that wraps it up for our first round. I just wanted to also give a, uh, a honorable mention to three guys who did not make this mock draft, but I think are, are first round talents nonetheless. The first being uh, Uter or Yeter Gross Matos, edge rusher out of Penn State. I could see the Kansas City Chiefs taking him at 32 overall to add an edge rushing presence. Uh, he's a, a great prospect out of Penn State. Had a high motor there for sure. <clears throat> the second honorable mention we have is Jeff Gladney, a cornerback out of um, TCU. He's a very good corner there. And uh, I could also see Kansas City picking up him or maybe another corner because corner is, is definitely a need for them. 
Um, their cornerback room is not the best. Brashad Breeland kind of headlines it, and he's... I've, I've had my, uh, my issues with Brashad Breeland. And the third and final guy that I could see as a potential first-round guy is Terrell Lewis, edge rusher out of Alabama. Would not be surprised if San Francisco took him with their second first-round pick and left Brandon Ayuk on the board, uh, just because they, they've now lost um, DeForest Buckner, as I, I mentioned before, to get that 13th overall pick. So that just about wraps it up for our Mock Draft 2022.0 for the Triple S Podcast. I want to thank everybody who tuned in and watched the whole thing. Really appreciate you guys and the support. And uh, we'll be at it again very soon. So stay tuned. Enjoy the draft. And I'm out. Yeah. Peace. This be a life, no gimmick.